No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at more Proverbs about the understanding heart being a wellspring of life, the silver-haired crown of glory, and pride that comes before a fall. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 16 on Simply the Bible. What one thing can we do that will always gain God's favor? Well, leave it to Solomon to reveal that through the Proverbs. We continue today in Proverbs 16, verse 17. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Now, Jesus said there are two paths before every person. One is the broad and easy path, and there are many traveling on it. The problem is that it leads to destruction. The other path is narrow and difficult, and only a few find it. This path leads to everlasting life. Now, Jesus said to strive to enter the narrow gate. We could call this narrow path the highway of holiness. We enter it when we depart from our sins and believe in Jesus Christ. It leads heavenward and receives the manifold blessings of God. The one who consistently walks in this path preserves his own soul. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Now, God hates pride and the haughty spirit. This is the sin by which Satan fell like lightning from heaven because he wanted to be like the Most High God. When people are lifted up in pride, essentially they are seeking to be like God. Rather than worship and serve their Creator, they want to be self-determinate. And in their self-delusion, they believe that they can be independent from God. No wonder that since they follow in Satan's footsteps, they should inherit his reward. They will fall and ultimately be destroyed. How much better is it to be of a humble spirit? Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, I have found that the one thing I can do in any situation, even if I feel like I'm under the chastening of God, It's to humble myself. God responds to the one who humbles himself. He resists the proud, but gives grace or his unmerited favor to the humble. It has been said that the characteristic of Jesus that is least appreciated is his humility. For he said, by myself, I can do nothing. It's better to receive the kingdom with Christ than to divide fleeting spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. The word of God is something not merely for our own enjoyment or to add to our knowledge base. James tells us that if we merely hear the word without doing what it says, then we are only deceiving ourselves. 
But if we wisely heed the word by doing what it says, then we will find good. And goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. Now, we can trust in circumstances and be distressed, or we can trust in ourselves and be depressed, or we can trust in the Lord and be blessed. Oh, how happy is the one who trusts in the Lord. Now, the wise in heart will be called prudent. Wisdom resides in the heart when we have stored it up by learning and by doing. So it goes from the head to the heart and into our own experience. Then the wise heart will teach the lips what is appropriate. The sweetness of the lips will open even more opportunities for learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it. But the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. So who grants understanding? It is the Lord. In spiritual matters, the things of God must be spiritually discerned. He opens the eyes of our understanding so that we can perceive the things of God. Then this understanding is a wellspring of life, both for ourselves and for others. Moreover, understanding leads to empathy. We are prone to judge situations and people that we don't understand, but by asking questions and listening and really understanding where somebody's coming from, we can gain understanding. And understanding leads to empathy and empathy to love. But to correct fools is folly because they have no desire to receive correction or our instruction. Once you have understanding in your heart, then it teaches your mouth what to say. This understanding extends to the self-awareness of our own faults and failures. Matthew Henry said, The wise man's self-knowledge always suggests something proper to be spoken to others. You see, how can we be harsh with others knowing our own weaknesses? That, too, is a wellspring of life and encouragement and consolation. I have been most encouraged and comforted by people who were open with me about their own failures, and I could draw the connection from them to myself. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Perhaps verses 23 and 24 should be connected because it's from the understanding heart that we have pleasant words that are then sweet to the taste and healthy to the bones. They bring both joy and strength to those around us. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Solomon also spoke this proverb in chapter 14. Now we must need to hear it twice. That's probably why the Holy Spirit gave it to us twice. Beware the way that seems right, but leads to death. Somehow I'm reminded of Pinocchio going to Pleasure Island. The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth drives him on. Now hunger is an appetite, it's a drive, it's also a motivating force. It can drive a lazy man to work because he wants to satisfy his hunger. In the New Testament, Paul gave this rule to the Thessalonians, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. 
When our children didn't want to do their chores, I would ask them, so do you want to eat dinner tonight? Verse 27, an ungodly man digs up evil and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He purses his lips and brings about evil. So these are the ways of the ungodly that Solomon gives several examples here. Have you ever known someone who digs up the dirt on others? You can't be around them without them telling you some juicy tidbit of gossip and throw somebody under the bus, put them in a negative light, tell you something that they did wrong. It's like a burning fire on their lips. They can't wait to tell others. I remember hearing the story of three pastors that got together and they decided that they would just share their faults, their sins with one another. The first one said, well, you know, I've been really having a trouble with alcohol and drinking. I, I can't even go to sleep at night without having a nightcap. And the other one said, well, I've really had a, a struggle with lust. I just can't seem to break it. And the third guy said, well, I have a problem with gossip and I just can't wait to get out of here. So, you know, <laughs> there are those people, they can't wait once they hear something to go and share it. Now, a perverse man sows strife. We've already seen that one of the seven things that God hates is the person who sows discord among brethren. Why does God hate that? I think probably because Jesus prayed that we would be one and those who repeat matters and sow discord among the brethren, they create disunity and even division. A whisper separates close friends. If suddenly the volume of the conversation decreases, then watch out. They are probably saying something about somebody else that they wouldn't say to their face. You may not know this, but just know that if they are telling you secrets about somebody else, then they are probably telling someone else secrets about you. Next, Solomon deals with the violent man. A violent man is not content to sin himself. He wants to bring others along with him. And finally, the eye winker. Now, this isn't somebody with, you know, an eyelash in their eye or something, but it's the person that is winking to cover his perverse intentions. He purses his lips so as not to disclose his wicked plots. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. Longevity is the result of righteous living, but not every old person has lived righteously. Your gray hair is a badge of honor and wisdom if you are righteous, but if you aren't, then you will likely appear as a dirty old man or a foul-mouthed old woman. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Now, it would be honorable to be a conqueror of a city. I think of David, a warrior, and who would not want to be known as a war hero? But better than the person who takes a city is one who rules his own spirit. The Apostle Paul said that he beat his own body and made it his slave, 
lest after having preached to others, he would be disqualified. A quick-tempered man can get himself into much trouble. Consider Moses. He lost his temper and could not go into the promised land. When we are slow to anger, we are much like God. Verse 33, the lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. So they would cast a lot, sort of like dice, to make decisions, to understand what God's will was in a situation. But in the New Testament, we are not told to cast lots. They did it one time in the book of Acts prior to the Holy Spirit being given on the day of Pentecost. But after that, it was the Holy Spirit that led them in their decision making. So in the New Testament, we are not told to cast lots, but to cast our cares on the Lord and he will guide us. Matthew Henry said, blessed are those that give themselves up to the will of God, for he knows what is good for them. And when we cast our problems onto the Lord, when we seek his wisdom and his guidance and surrender to his will, we can be assured that he will direct our paths in the best course. And that, too, is a matter of humbling ourselves, realizing that we don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does, and going to him humbly and frequently. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where Solomon speaks out against lying lips and gossip, but he commends quietness. Those who learn this art are wise indeed. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.